Thank you, Holy God. We love you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Te adoramos, Jesús. Thank you, Holy God. We worship you this morning, Father. Hallelujah. Te adoramos, Jesús. Father God, we come before your throne of grace this morning again, just thanking you for the opportunity that we have to worship you and to honor you and to exalt your mighty name. We thank you, Holy God, for your holy presence in this place. Te damos gracias, Padre Santo, por tu presencia en este lugar. Te doy gracias por el privilegio que tenemos de adorarte y de alabarte y bendecir tu santo nombre. I pray that you would anoint my lips as I speak your word, Father God, in our ears to hear your word. God, that we not only hear it, but also be doers of it. Que unge nuestros labios, Señor, nuestros oídos para oír tu palabra. Y no nomás para oírla, Señor, sino para ponerla por obra en nuestras vidas. Padre, en este momento, tú conoces la necesidad de cada persona que está escuchando. Father God, you know every need of every person that is listening today, Father. And I pray as we put our faith in you, as we hear your word and trust you and believe you, God, that you are the only true God, that you would come in your, in your glory and in your power and just touch our lives and know that we would know that we have been in your presence. I pray, Holy Spirit of God, that you would just bless every person that is hearing today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to be opening our Bibles or, uh, to the book of Acts, uh, uh, Exodus. Vamos a abrir nuestras Biblias en el libro de Hechos. I, uh, as I was preparing for this word, I was thinking of remembering two occasions in my life with God, and I've been serving the Lord for uh, at least 35 years. But I was remembering one time, a long time ago, when we were in our old church, we had a group, that, uh, a ladies, that, uh, a band that came and they played at our church, uh, and they preached, but uh, I remember after the altar call, I was in the altar kneeling, and I was crying out to the Lord, and I was saying, God, just uh, touch me. I want to feel your presence. And I remember that moment all of a sudden from like, I don't know what happened, it's like I started to speak in tongues. Comencé a hablar en lenguas en ese momento, en ese altar, hace muchos años atrás. That experience I'll never forget, because I know that God was in that place that moment. And uh, another occasion as we were worshiping in the church several years ago, I was in the front pew, and uh, we were worshiping. Estamos adorando like we were just now. And I felt like a big teardrop, and that's the only way I can explain it. Me sentía como una gota grande, mientras que adorábamos y alabábamos a Dios. Y sentía en mi espíritu, en mi cuerpo, en mi mente, en mí, la presencia de Dios. I felt the presence of God. And with those two experiences, I want to share with you my, what I want to share today about entering or being in the presence of God. The importance of being in the presence of God. The blessing of being in the presence of God. La, la bendición de estar en la presencia de Dios. 
And there's a, a few things that I think as a believer, and if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible again says that today is a day of salvation. Uh, I want us, well, let me read the scripture first, and then we'll go to the, to the word here. In um, Exodus chapter 33, and I'm going to do verse 17. Or let me do first uh, 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 verse 14, Exodus 33, 14. The scripture says, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And then verse 17 says, And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Um, again, I want to share four things that I think are very important in our walk with God. And as I mentioned, if Jesus is not Lord of your life, if you've never totally given your life to Jesus Christ, I want to invite you today. I want to invite you to open your heart to Jesus Christ and say, God, I need you in my life. Come in and take control of my life. I can't do it no longer on my own. Because that's the first step of knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And today I want to invite you to open your heart. And if you've already opened your heart but you're walking this walk with God... And sometimes you're in the church and sometimes you're out the church. Or sometimes you feel God's presence and sometimes you are far from him and you wonder, where are you, God? I want to invite you this morning to, and I want to encourage you to enter into the presence of God. Invite the presence of God into your life. You know, we are living in difficult times. And now more than ever, our nation needs God. And there's four things that I want to share with you. One is that God has called us. Every single one of us has. The Bible says that the Lord does not want none of us to perish, but all of us to come to repentance. El Señor no quiere que ninguno de nosotros nos pierdamos, sino que todos vengamos al arrepentimiento, that we would come to the repentance. Every single person in this world, God loves us. Amen. I want us to know that, uh, that God loves you, and he does not want you to perish. Él no quiere que te pierdas. Él quiere que vengas al arrepentimiento. Uh, uh, and because if you don't, there is uh, horrible things waiting for you and for those that neglect God. And we see in the condition we're in today, and we need to open our eyes and see, am I pleasing God? Estoy sirviéndole a Dios. We see so much injustice and we see so much need all over our place. 
But can we see the hand of God in our lives? Can we feel his presence? Uh, and then uh, another important thing that is very essential, is very important in, the walk of our, in our walk with God is uh, true repentance. Turning your back totally away from sin. Walking away from the worldly things and getting things right with God. And the next one is the restoration. You know, God doesn't want us to perish. And God will bring, he's bringing judgment. You might say, well, uh, God is a loving God. Yes, he is. God is a loving God, but he is also a just God. And there is a time of judgment coming. And if we don't turn our, our lives to God, we are going to perish. But God has given us ample time for us to repent and to restore ourselves with God. Make things right with God. And then the last one, or the other one, is the importance of being an intercessor. La importancia de hacer un intercedor, de orar a Dios, de pedirle a Dios, de, de clamarle a Dios. The importance of an intercessor. And then also the last one is that we continue to grow in the things of God. You know, praise God that you would say, well, that's been 50 years or 30 years or 10 years or six months, whatever time you have come to the Lord. But that every day that you're walking in this earth, you are growing in the, in the things of God. Um, that you're spending time in the presence of God. That you know that you spend time in the presence of God. In the scriptures uh, this morning... Uh, a person must hear God's call and God's warning. In, in, the, in Exodus uh, 33 and 1, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Leave this place, you and all the people you brought up out of Egypt, and go to the land I have promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give you... I will give it to your descendants. I will send an angel before you and drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Parasites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And then verse 3 says, Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go with you because you are a stiff-necked people and a mighty, I might destroy you on the way. Uh, you know, God has promised Abraham uh, and Isaac and Jacob because they believed in God. If they really believed in God, if they would really follow him, he would give them this glorious inheritance, the promise of the, of the, uh, of the promised land, a land that was, that was flowing with milk and honey, a land that would give them rest from their enemies. But the thing is, they had turned away from God. They were now serving false, or they were doing false worship. They were drinking and dancing and it, all a kind of immorality. And the judgment of God was about to fall on them. Uh,
you know, God hates sin. God hates sin. God is not going to tolerate sin. Because he is a righteous God. Because he's a holy God. He's a loving God. But when we turn from the Lord, when we turn from people, from God, there's a judgment that was coming. And, and here in this last scripture, God said, it, it was telling Moses, but I will not go with you because you are a stiff-necked people and I might destroy you on the way because of the sin in their lives. Sin separates us from God. When we continue to sin, God's presence is no longer alive within our hearts and our lives. We become dull and lose sense of his presence or of his guidance when we, there's sin in our lives. And we need to understand that, church. No, you know, when I think about the scripture that God knew me before I was even born, and the scripture says that he knew, us, he knew us before we were even born. What an awesome thought as I meditate on that. God already knew me. God already knew you had a purpose and a plan for your life, and he wants us to worship him and praise him. But, you know, we, we, we live in this world, and sin is all around us. Evil is all around us, and sometimes we struggle between doing right and we're doing wrong. But we wanna, I want to encourage you this morning that we, are, we need to understand that God loves us, that God has called us. But there's, he's also given us a warning that we should stop, walk away from sin in our lives. It doesn't please him, and he will judge in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 20, it says, If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled or enslaved by in it and overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. You know, sometimes people give in to temptation and trials and we walk. And for a believer that has accepted Jesus Christ at the beginning, I can tell you that's the greatest feeling, that's the greatest experience we will ever feel. But when we give in to sin and temptation, we start walking away from God. And that does not please God. And we need to heed that warning because, you know, every, every believer... Uh, we are convicted of sin in our lives. As we walk away from God, the Holy Spirit that lives in us brings conviction into our hearts. And we understand this is not pleasing to God. I, I don't know what it is, but I know this is not right. And, I, and then that's when you need to say, you know what? I'm coming back to God. God help me. God give me strength. And you come to God. But if you don't come to God, if you continue to go in into temptation, the, the enemy, the devil, makes things look like, man, this is the place to be. But that's a lie of the devil, and, and we start falling and walking away from God, and then we don't sense the presence of God no more in our lives. And we need to heed that warning. We need to heed that warning. Uh, we have to repent 
And repentance is, a very, is very essential in the life of the believer. You might say, well, pastor, I, I repented of my sins the day I came to Jesus. And praise God for that. But now you're walking this walk and the enemy continues to attack you. And we have to know that we must continue to ask God for forgiveness. Repentance is essential for restoration. When we sin, we must repent. We must not remain stiff-necked and sinful. We must hear God's warning. If we continue to sin, His judgment will fall upon us. And we must hear God's demand for repent. We must strip off of all the signs of worldliness. In Isaiah 57 or 55, 7, the scripture says, Let the wicked forsake his ways and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and, our, and to our God. For he, is, he will freely pardon. You know, we're human beings. We struggle with sin and, and the attacks of the enemy. But as we continue to forsake, you know, when the enemy comes and we know that we are wrong and we ask God, God help me. God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. But we need to uh, turn away from the sin in our lives. And by our own strength, it's hard to do. But when we learn to come to God and say, God, forgive me. When we recognize, I know this is not pleasing to God. We repent and we turn away from our sin and we come to God. And God, the scripture says, he will freely pardon you. And then uh, the next thing I want to share with you is about uh, once God forgives us, once we repent, and then there's a place of restoration. Uh, we must understand a person must understand that God does chasten or does correct uh, or discipline his people from their sin. You know, the, he is like, you just can't sin and think everything's going to be all right. The, there's consequences of sin in our lives. And we must understand that. Um, God does withdraw his presence you know, I heard a long time ago, God is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on you. He's given you a free will. Él nos ha dado dominio propio para que podamos decir, Señor, o decidir si yo quiero o no quiero. But when we draw away from God, then we, uh, he withdraws his presence from us. Uh, when a person sins, he loses his uh, sensitivity to God's presence. Uh, he, we lose the closeness or the guidance and the assurance and the care and protection that God gives to the believer. You know, I know in my walk with God, there's been times that maybe I hadn't been praying or reading or seeking God as I should. And I've gone through some trials, he pasado por problemas, and maybe I've even cried, where are you, God? Because we seem, I seem we're like, where are you? I need you right now, Lord. 
And I know if I felt it, many of us or all of us probably at one time or another have felt. But that is the moment when we need to continue to press on and to know just stand still and wait because God is still in control. Él está sentado en el trono, él conoce. We must understand that when we sin, there is consequences of uh, sin. God loves us and, and he disciplines us. You know, it's like a father when your child does wrong. Cuando eh, nuestro padre, cuando hacemos algo mal, ellos nos corrigen, they correct us. Your parents correct us or you corrects you. Why? Not because they hate you or because they're, they're, they don't want nothing to do with you, but because they want to make sure that you understand that you need to change your style. This, whatever you're doing, is not pleasing, first of all, to God, and it's not going to help you. It's only um, uh, taking you deeper into, into trouble. So how a father corrects his son. The, the word of God says in Deuteronomy 8.5 and Deuteronomy 8.5, Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his, his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. Amen. None of us like discipline, but when it comes, sometimes it hurts. But when we give in to the discipline, when you say, you know what, Dad, I know you're right. And you stop hanging around with the wrong crowd, for example. Because sometimes our friends can influence us to do things that are not pleasing to God, that are going to lead us into trouble. But when we say, you know what, I mean, I, I'm glad I've known you, but uh, I, I'm not going to go with the crowd. I, I want to, I need to, this is not going to, it's not right for me. It's not good for me. Or it's not good for us. And you tell that person, you know, I'm breaking this relationship because it's not taking me to where I need to be. It's drawing me away from the presence of God, from being in a relationship with God. And when we, and we, and God allows sometimes this correction, sometimes they're not easy to go through, but it's because God loves us. And we need to uh, restore our relationship. With God. Amen. Uh, this morning again, uh, Moses, when he saw the Israelites and the pain, and then God says, Yeah, I'm going to bring judgment to them. Man, Moses, the, script, the scripture says in verse uh, 4 When the people heard these distressful words, they began to mourn, and no one Put on any ornaments, for the Lord had said to Moses, Tell the Israelites you are a stiff-necked people. And if you go with your own for a moment, I might destroy you. Now take off your ornaments, and I will decide what to do with you. So the Israelites stripped off the ornaments at Mount Oreb. You know, the Israelites, they recognized. They lifted. And I mean, God's judgment is going to fall on us. And they repented. And then in verse 7, it says, And now Moses used, used to talk, or used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp 
from some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp, and whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrance of their tents, watching Moses until he entered to the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. You see, Moses, he went to the tent outside of the camp. In other words, he went to pray with God. He went to go meet the Lord. And right there, he would cry out unto God and intercede for, his, for the people. They are your people. How are you going to destroy them? You, you, you love them. They're your people. But God hates sin, church. And we need to heed that warning. And when we repent, and when we start seeking God and just, you know, see, well, seeking God, God gives us again the joy and we sense the presence of God. And I'm telling you one thing, church, today. If we're going to have a breakthrough in our country today, we, his people, nosotros el pueblo de Dios, tenemos que regresar a las cosas de Dios. We need to come back to the things of God. We can't expect to, to, to uh, build things or overcome things in our lives if we're trying to do things on our own strength or with one foot in the church and one foot out of the church. We have to come and, and, and into our tent and we need to call out unto God and pray, God, give us a new vision. God, forgive us of our sins. We need to be intercessors. Tenemos que interceder por el pueblo. Uh, verse uh, 12, the scripture says, And Moses, or Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, lead this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you and have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that, the, that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Church, as God's people, we need to intercede. Tenemos que interceder a Dios. Tenemos que venir al trono de la gracia de Dios y pedir que Dios nos perdone. Cry out to God. You know, in my years of serving God, I've always tried to find a place where I can go to and just pray. And just sit there. And sometimes I've it's been times I have no words to say. But just kneeling before the presence of God and knowing in my heart God is in this place. Dios está en este lugar. Sooner or later, I will know he's in this place. And my, because I have faith that he is God. Porque sé que él es Dios y él nos ama. He's going to, he, él se va a presentar. His presence is coming. And I want to encourage you, church, 
We need to intercede for one another. Moses was a man of intercessor. And he went before God and he cried before God, this is your people, God. And he said, I want to know you more. Te quiero conocer más. And it should be a desire in our hearts to grow more and more every day. How we will sense the presence of God in our lives is by knowing him. By finding favor in his eyes. By doing what God has called us to do, repent. Seek me with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. We all of us are tempted in one way or another. Satan will always come to attack you in many different forms. Sometimes he uses your family. Sometimes the enemy. Sometimes from nowhere things come and we wonder why me. But as God's people we need to recognize we serve a, 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 the only true God. Sirvemos al único y verdadero Dios. Y cuando llegamos a ese tiempo en nuestro caminar con Dios, as we, come, as we come to that time in our lives of serving God, that we know He is the only true God. That He cares for us, that He loves us, He sent His Son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. And then we will uh, sense His presence. We'll know He's with us. We need to be people of, interse uh, 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 to of intercession. We will be tempted. Prayer changes things. God is attracted and moved. And we move the heart of God when we come before him and seek him with all, with all our heart, with all our mind, and with all our soul. Tocamos el corazón de Dios cuando como pueblo de Dios nos hincamos, lloramos a Dios y le, y le pidemos a Dios que nos ayude. Porque Él es un Dios de misericordia. And again, church, this morning, now more than ever, our nation needs intercessors. Más que nunca, nuestra nación necesita intercedores, intercedores de oración. I want to encourage you. Seek God. Find a place where you can kneel down and just spend time with Him. If you have nothing to say, just know and recognize God is in this place. And open the Bible and say, God, speak to me. Háblame, enséñame algo. Show me something, God. I want to hear you. I want to know you. When we do it in this secret place. You know, I, uh, this year I was able to build a little office there for me and I've been spending a lot of time in there, Not, you know, just my, my myself. And I'm telling you, I've been experiencing God's love and God's grace and God's presence. And I thank God for those moments as I'm able to spend time alone with God. Because this world keeps us occupied in a lot of things. And we don't make time for prayer or to read God or seek him in the scriptures. But today, I know that God is in this place. Amen. You know, and I praise God for all of you that have been growing in the Lord. I think uh, the Bible says that by their fruits you shall know them. La Biblia dice que por sus frutos los conoceráis. You know, I might tell you I'm a very spiritual person, Pastor. Well, I'm all right with God. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Uh, and I might say all of these things, 
But when I'm walking this walk of life, this journey, people are seeing me. And they're saying, this man loves the Lord. This man is, he's not really seeking God. So, the importance of being in God's presence, church. You know, it's not how much money you owe, how uh, uh, much you give to the church, uh, how much Bible you read. It's your time with God, knowing that you're in the presence of God. Because when you're in the presence of God and you know that God is with you, whatever comes, you know that God is going to overcome. So I want us to encourage, I want to encourage you to continue to grow in the things of God. In verse 18, the, uh, the Bible says, Then Moses said, Show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will, get, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. Moses made a, hum, a bold but humble request. He asked God to show him his glory. Moses wanted a greater knowledge of God, a stronger belief and understanding of God, a clearer, warmer relationship with Him, a more intimate communication with Him, a deeper experience of His glory. And I tell you, church, God wants to take you to new places. He wants you to experience His presence in your life, in a deeper, in a deeper relationship. In Isaiah, I'm going to invite the praise team to come. In Isaiah 43.10, the scripture says, You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. Amen. If you've experienced the presence of God in your life, si tú has experimentado la presencia de Dios en tu vida, it's like you know that God is God. You know that God has chosen you for a time, such a time as this. God is calling us, church, to go in more and more with him. This world is going from worse to worse, and this world needs to see a person that has been in the presence of God. That every time you open your mouth to speak, someone says, you know what, I want to hear more of what you got to say. Because you talk about the experiences of God in your life, and what God has done in your life, and you want to share that love, that peace, that joy that the world needs. With this last scripture, it says, uh, John 17, uh, 3 says, Now this is eternal life, and they may know that you, the only true God, and Jesus whom you have sent. Now this is eternal life. Esta es vida eterna. That you may know. Que conozcamos al Dios verdadero. Y a Jesucristo a quien Él enviado. 
again this morning. I want us again to know that God has called you for such a time as this. And if you're walking right with God, continue to seek Him with all your heart. But if you've been lacking in your walk with God, God is, it's a warning. God is telling you, don't walk away. Seek Him. We need to take heed of the warning when God's, and then we need to repent and we need to restore, restore ourselves with God. And, 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 and you know, these trials that we go through, it's something that is part of life. But if we hold on to the hand of God, we will overcome. And then we as God's people, we need so much to intercede for one another and for our nation and the world. That we would pour our hearts to God and cry out for his people. And also, again, the last thing is that we would grow uh, and go to the next level in seeking God's presence in our lives. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for this word today. I thank you for everyone that is listening, Father God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, as you continue to bring conviction into our lives, God. Hallelujah. And if there's anyone out right now that is hearing me, God, and, and they're struggling with their walk with you, Lord, hallelujah, that they would be sensitive to the Spirit of God in their lives as you call out to them, seek me and you will find me if you would seek me with all your heart. And God, as we realize that our lives are not pleasing to you, that we would turn our backs to sin and go forward uh, in restoration, knowing that you care for us, that you love us, Father God. And again, Father God, as, the, as your people, we intercede for one another. We, we want to come together as a church to intercede for our nation, God. All this evil that is going on in this world today, God, this division, this hate, God, that you would come, that you would give us the strength and the wisdom and the ability, God, to show the love that you have given us to a lost and dying world. That many would come to the feet of Jesus as we proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. And God, that we would continue to grow every day in our walk with you, Father. That we would sense your presence as soon as we kneel down to pray. As we open the scriptures, as we come together as a church to worship you and exalt your mighty name. God, send revival into our city. God, send revival into our nation, into our state, into our nation, God, into the world. God, that there would be a great outpour of your Holy Spirit all over this world, God. And that many would come to the feet of Jesus, to the preaching of the gospel, to the lost and dying world. And again, Father God, forgive us of our sins. And help us to live lives that are pleasing to you, God. That we would find favor in your eyes, God. And that we would uh, spend time in your presence. And seek you with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. And again, we want to thank you all very much for listening. Uh, uh, we're, our plans, uh, as, uh, on the 28th, we want to open our church. Uh, for the family to come and worship together. Uh, so stay tuned to Facebook. We'll be posting. Uh, and again, we want to thank you for listening. And for all of those of you that have been uh, so generous in, in uh, giving your offerings, your tithes, we thank you. God has blessed us. And I know God is blessing your lives. You can uh, give to ecckingsville.com. Uh, uh, and again, we thank you for your blessings over our lives. 
Amen. And let us worship the Lord. God bless you.